And hello and welcome everyone to the comic multiverse where the worlds of nerd meet. It's me, your pal Cape Joel. We're back again on the channel. Joining me as always is Matt of Fortress of Solitude fame. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm, you, I probably sound quite sick, but I, I'm not. I just have like a blocked <laughs> nose. Yeah, I thought it was much worse when you came on. I'm like, oh no, is Matt okay? Yeah, no, no, like, I feel fine. It's just, I've just got like a 24 hour thing, but oh, I feel yeah. fine. Yeah. I don't have the monkey pox or anything. <laughs> Not yet, anyway. No, you know. no. There's always a chance. You know, your chance of getting monkey pox is never zero. No. You ever touch a handrail? You might have got the pox. <laughs> I do like that abbreviated, it becomes M-pox, which makes me think of the X-Men disease. Mm. That, that makes it sound cooler, though. It really does. Next, we're going to have the legacy virus, <laughs> the techno-organic virus. <laughs> All the great comic book viruses. Yeah. That reminds me, uh, me and Sal from Comic Pop, like a week into COVID when it happened, we're like, oh man, we should really strike while the iron is hot. Let's actually do an episode on famous comic book pandemics. Oh. <laughs> yeah, because we're like, ah, it's fine, right? It's going to be okay, right? It's all going to be over in a little bit. Flash forward three years. It reminds me of, I think it was G yeah, like literally just before COVID. Uh, Marvel put out like that, there was a series, I can't, for, I reviewed it, I can't for oh, the life remember Contagion, what it was, yeah. Contagion, yeah, yeah, and it, yeah, it was about like a virus infecting all the, all the heroes and villains and stuff, and it was like just before COVID. Oof. Actually, it was Contagion, and was it like the last little bit of uh, Deceased going on too at the same time? I think so, yeah, yeah, there, there was like an overlap where it was like Marvel zombies and DC zombies sort of thing, yeah. Yes, and as we came back, there, it's like, geez, it sure is weird reading about this story, talking about the end of the world and a deadly disease that's going to kill everyone <laughs> and force brother to turn against brother shit. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> as someone in the chat saying, what about Gorilla Pox? Yeah, Gorilla Pox sounds like a cool punk band. That sounds like something that, like, Gorilla Grodd would, like, spread across <laughs> the world and, like, turn that. people into gorillas or something. Well, you see, it was the lead singer of Gorilla Biscuit who started the band Gorilla Pox <laughs> with a loan he took out from Gorilla Grodd. <laughs> also, thank you, Jane, for the subscription. I just saw that there. So, thank you. outside of being sick, though, how, uh, how was your week? Yeah, not too bad. These are my first two days off in, like, two weeks. Um, but it's good because I'm, like, rich now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you, you got that hot toy money now. Um, no, it's been good. I got myself, like, a new desk, so I'm, like still trying to like 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 sort everything out on it and so it's kind of a mess at the moment um but yeah no other than that i haven't been really doing much we're playing some video games here and there i uh, it's funny this week it's the end of the month so you know which means there's less book stuff than ever because uh, everyone was doing annuals which means hey everyone sorry if this episode ends up running short that's why i had less to do and yet I didn't get as much done as I hoped because I'm actually back doing that writing gig again. Yeah, yeah. It's good. It's coming along, which means that, hey, I got a little extra scratch in my pocket, too. So I'm thinking nice. October, once I get my dental plate finally put in that I've been working on, God, for as long as I can freaking remember, I think I'm finally going to update the microphone to something like what you got. And I'm going to update this camera I've had since forever. Nice. Get the same microphone and camera as me, because then I can yeah. just apply my settings to yours. That's the plan, actually. Again, I was looking at your microphone. That's the Hypercast, yeah? The HyperX, yeah. The hy the Quadcast R RGB. Right, okay, you'll have to send me the specs, because that looks good. And what camera did you have? I think you showed it to me before. It has, like, yeah. little settings on 
Yeah, I've got the Razer Kiyu. Ki Ki the one with the, the ring light. Okay, yes, that's what I was looking at. So there you go. Yes, I will get that then. And then, yes, hopefully it'll make editing the show much easier for you. Uh, Jay Kino helping us out in the chat. Much appreciated. I think this is the first time I get to catch a live show and everything else you both are on. Well, we're happy to have you here, Jay. We're glad you could yeah. make it. Yeah, thanks for joining us. We hope this show doesn't suck because, like we said, <laughs> it's the end of the month. This is why I started subbing in another show because, you know, when we get to this, when it's an annual month and there's nothing going on, I barely read anything this week just because it was nothing I was going to cover. And you told me you didn't read much because you were sick. Yeah, I, I read a couple of things, but there's still things I haven't gotten to yet. I bought Amazing Fantasy uh, mm -hmm. 1000 because I know it was a big anniversary issue and I flipped through it and I'm like, oh, Hickman's got a story and Neil Gaiman's got a story. That's pretty cool. Does this does this tie into anything that's happening in Spider-Man now? Does this tie into it? It doesn't actually. Okay. Yeah, it's just like a, 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 a thousand issue of Amazing Fantasy, which they could probably charge a premium for. Probably. I mean, that's good and everything, I guess. But still, it's just like, well, this isn't taking Preston on the channel. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. I, I noticed, too, they did like a sequel to that mummy story, which everyone remembers that because in Amazing Fantasy 15, you got the Spider-Man, the first Spider-Man story. And then you got that other story about the mummy. And I guess they did like a mummy crossover thing. Oh, nice. I'm like, that's interesting. That's kind of cool. Cool. So, yeah, that's what my week was looking like. Nice. Uh, do we want to hop into the news then? Again, not much of that going on, but definitely some stuff to talk about. Definitely some stuff, yeah. So the first and probably biggest story this week is involving DC Fandom. Uh, how many Fandoms did we have? Like two or three? Two. 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 We had two, yeah, two Fandoms. Two Fandoms. It was a pretty big event. Lord knows it was good for the channel, us all coming together and talking about all the different stuff happening across the DC multiverse in movies and TV and comics and everything. But uh, in a move that will surprise absolutely no one who uh, was paying attention, uh, Discovery Warner Brothers decided to kill Phantom in the crib to just smother it dead. Yeah, yeah, it was going to happen. Yeah, it was going to happen because, as we've said time and time again, they had nothing to promote. They have the deeply controversial Flash movie that might be coming out next year. Maybe not, depending on if they can get Ezra Miller to straighten up and fly right and yeah. stop, you know, committing crimes all over the damn place. <laughs> and then the Black Adam movie, which, again, because apparently they, can only, they only have enough money in reserve to put out two movies this year. So, again, what the hell were they going to talk about at Fandome? They, they only have enough movies, uh, enough money to put out two movies uh, this year. And it's funny because the other movie is turning out to be a giant fucking clusterfuck. Mm -hmm. I'm sure yep. you, pro you probably haven't heard about any of that shit, have no, you? No, I haven't. Oh, no, so, I haven't so it's no. Olivia Wilde's new movie with Flo Florence Pugh and that guy yeah. from One Direction. And um, Shia LaBeouf was meant to be in the film uh, oh, no. as as um, the, like the main lead, and he quit. Uh -oh. And uh, the director, yeah, no, the director went around and like said, "Oh yeah, I like fired him because he was like violent and everything." And then Shia's like, "Ah, I got receipts." And there's like video footage of her begging him to come back and telling him that he can do whatever he wants, and like it was just basically a bunch of really really terrible people catty shit is that is that why shia labeouf was on john bernthal's podcast this week and everyone's Probably. like why is 
why is Bernthal taking the chance with this guy who's shown to have such a bad track record? Okay, that all checks out and lines up then in that case. Also, hey, Eduardo Perez, also known as Crusader Con. Uh, oh, shoot, just realized you're both live. Well, we're glad you could make it, Eduardo. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, glad you could be here for that. Yeah, so again, it's like, even if they did do a fandom, what the hell would they show? They mm -hmm. don't really have anything to promote for the next couple years that they could reasonably do. And as with everything else, your Star Girls, your Harley Quinns, your Doom Patrols, they don't know if that's going to be cancelled or not. In fact, most of it probably is. Yeah, we were talking about just before the show started that, like, Stargirl started back this week, and I didn't even know until yesterday. Yeah, yeah, we're huge fans. It's our job to know, and we had zero fucking idea that it was actually coming out and that it was actually going to be a thing. The saddest thing about it, and people who have seen the episode will get this, when the show starts, it didn't say, like, oh, DC Universe, or oh, HBO Max, or oh, CW. It said a Warner TV production mm -hmm. because they don't even fucking know where the show is going anymore. No, no. They just know they made it and they have to release it. But again, they don't, they don't even fucking know. No. Which is sad too. Cause the first episode back was solid. Yeah. 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 I've been hearing that. It's been pretty good. Yeah. Again, just don't be shocked when this ends up being the final season. <laughs> In fact, I think by not promoting it, they're basically telling us that. Now, the reason they gave for not doing fandom was the most weakest, mealy-mouthed, bullshit studio double-speak spin job I've ever heard. They're like, well, you see, with our COVID restrictions uh, being, you know, uh, lightened up and everything, we wanted to take this opportunity to meet all you, the fans, in person at all these great conventions mm. coming in the next little bit. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, no, it's not. You fucking liars. <laughs> That's not the case. Well, you can't have an event because you don't have enough to fill the event, and everyone's mad at you anyway. So even if you did show up, it'd be like, hey, let's throw flaming garbage at them. Because <laughs> you canceled a bunch of shit people liked. <laughs> People are mad at you, and, you know, you're not going to have a big event celebrating, oh, the fans and the community, and, oh, we love you, you love us. No, actually, it's clearly proven you do not. Yeah, yeah. Which, in that regard, I almost fucking wish they would do a fandom for just that reason. <laughs> just the shit show it would be. <laughs> yeah. Also, fandom were the last regime's idea. We're the new regime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, they don't want anything to do with... Uh the old regime and like all their ideas yes yeah of course 100 percent. so you yeah. know r.i.p dc fandom we barely knew the <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> we, we barely knew ye <laughs> though that being said i actually do th someone in the chat said you know like what events i think new york comic-con is actually like in a couple weeks it is yeah like f sometime in october yeah uh, yeah. I won't be there because I didn't get invited, but I guess we'll see uh, what kind of presence they have, if at all. Because I know people who went to San Diego Co Comic Con and they didn't have a booth, they didn't have fucking yeah. anything. Yeah, nothing. Mm -hmm. At the biggest one, and they didn't say uh, they didn't have a goddamn thing. Yeah. <laughs> the chat saying you can tell they're lying because their lips are moving. <laughs> <laughs> it's true that you can. That's an oldie but a goodie. It is, yeah. 
Uh, now, moving on there to an actual event that will be coming and an actual event that you can visit. And by visit, I, of course, mean read. The Sins of Sinister is slated to be the next big X-Men event coming down the pipeline. This is actually a couple weeks old now. It just feels kind of weird to announce when we're in the middle of Judgment Day, which is already basically an X-Men event. Yeah, yeah. And, like, we've been building towards some sort of Sinister-related thing oh, yeah. happening for a while now. Even even in Judgment Day, mm -hmm. he basically tried to hijack the entire story himself, and yep. now he has everyone mad at him. Yep. They also keep seeking to imply that maybe he'll try and escape to space at some point, yep. or maybe try and steal the Phoenix Force. Yeah, we've seen futures where, like, yeah, the Phoenix Force pursues him. He, he kills all of the mutants except for himself and Exodus. Yeah, yeah even uh, Destiny was seeing mm -hmm. dark futures with him and like all the x-men with little red diamonds in their yep. head and everything yep there's also everything going on with dr stasis who we know actually is a sinister clone he's just a sinister clone that hates mutants yeah a sinister clone that might be the real nathaniel essex might not be we're not sure they also heavily implied that because uh real sinister has a red diamond on his head and i think dr stasis had a black club that mm -hmm. means that there's also probably yeah, a sinister of hearts and a sinister of uh, spades out there as mm -hmm. well. Yep. Which, that's kind of interesting. I love that they're actually going with the playing card motif. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. I just wonder, you know, is this too close to the other event where it's like, careful now, guys. It feels like, you know, you're doing too many events too close together. Yeah, Don't well, get greedy. Well, maybe they think that Judgment Day is, because, like, Avengers and Eternals are involved, it's yeah. not technically a x-men event. event it just you know involves most of the x-men yeah books. yeah yeah mm. some of which aren't even actually like have anything to do with judgment day like fucking x-force from what i've heard yeah it's not it's all about craven <laughs> interesting which uh, i think benjamin percy said on twitter he's like yeah this is just my attempt to try to do a craven miniseries that i always yeah. wanted <laughs> yeah it is yeah yeah fair enough at least you're honest about it yeah but yeah, so we got that coming down the pipeline. Don't be surprised when all the X-Men books start building up to that soon enough. Yeah. Now, in more Discovery Warner Brothers news here, this one might be happy, this might be exciting. I'll leave that up to you to decide. But uh, Dan Lin is apparently yet another name that's in the running uh, to be the new, th their answer to Kevin Feige, and everyone's pretty certain it's going to be him. Yeah, yeah, I don't know all that much about him, but yeah cool uh he's a he's a hollywood power producer fairly young or at least he looks young again i'm really bad at gauging people's ages uh he did those two sherlock holmes movies uh he did the two lego movies uh i think he did like that live action aladdin movie so his his name is attached to stuff that made a lot of money and made a lot okay. of money for warner brothers specifically okay uh, he's also, like, American-Taiwanese, which I think is going to be interesting when it comes to international filmmaking politics when we stop Ooh. and consider that so many major movie studios bend over backwards to appease the Chinese market, which they need more than ever to break a billion dollars. Yes, it'll be interesting to see where that goes. Yeah, and, and here's the guy whose country of origin China does not recognize. Yeah, yep. <laughs> Not only do, does not recognize, but do you not do not dare mention it in any of your things either, <laughs> or we will become quite upset. Uh, yeah, beyond that, I don't know much about him creatively, you know, because again, he's he's a producer, he's a behind the scenes guy. Yeah. 
which in fairness so was Foggy too before he ended up taking over and becoming the the main guy maybe maybe he'll be good maybe he'll be bad I don't know again will Warner Brothers Discovery be here with this regime in five years that yeah that's that's the big thing but yeah I mean at least they're getting someone who like sort things out you know it's not just running amok you know it's someone who's there who's who's gonna try and at least you know reel things in i guess and it'll be good as well if they end up doing like their own dc studios that's separated from nice? from wb yeah wouldn't wouldn't that be nice uh yeah i'm looking here what's some other stuff that he's got going on here that he's done uh oh he uh, was executive producer on terminator salvation but also the departed okay oh Oh, he was a developmental executive on that, and he was uncredited. He, but he did give notes, apparently. <laughs> uh, Godzilla versus King Kong, which oh my god, they don't even have Godzilla anymore. <laughs> uh, what else did he do here? Uh, apparently, he's making that Aladdin too. Apparently, he's got an upcoming Inspector Gadget reboot, a Johnny okay. Quest thing, wow. uh, some something with Lilo and Stitch. So he's still actually working with Disney. Okay. Okay. Uh, a new version of the Pink Panther. Oh my God! They're making a Settlers of Catan movie. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh, he's also an executive producer on that live-action Avatar: The Last Airbender they're doing too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is that like Netflix or something? Yes, I believe so. So, man, this this dude gets around by the looks of it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is unexpected. It's like, wow, this guy seems to work with all the major companies. Maybe, maybe that's why he was a choice. Where it's like, you know, he's young. Actually, I say he's young. I look right here. He's forty nine years old, apparently. Yeah, I mean, that's younger than a lot of you know movie executives. executives. I just say that's like, oh, so he's just a few years younger than my dad. Yeah, a few years older than us. Yeah, just a few years older than us. To think, Matt, if we tried really hard, <laughs> we could have been executive producers. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> and then everyone would be mad at us for the choices we made. Yeah. Look, so here's the thing for the DC uh, universe going forward. All green arrow all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's what the kids want. It's what's going to right the ship over here, green arrow. <laughs> but didn't he just have a successful TV show? Yeah, 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 yeah. But this is going to be new. He's going to wear the little hat. <laughs> It's going to be great. Are you just making stuff that you want to see? Yes. Well, I mean, we let the other guy just make stuff he wanted to see, so sure, why not? <laughs> That's never set us wrong before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I'm almost dropping shit. <laughs> Again, I loved my joke too much that I almost made a big mess. <laughs> now, uh, moving on from there uh, to a story that ended up becoming a story because the internet is stupid. And no one can ever seem to enjoy anything. Uh, the new episode of She-Hulk aired this week, Matt. Did you see it? I did, yes. Did you see the ridiculous post-credit fallout that had internet sad boys all over the world tripping over themselves in rageful tears? I did, yes. <laughs> uh, for those who have not seen it, uh, the third episode of She-Hulk, which was a ton of fun, by the way. Yes, it was, yeah. I love how this series is really leaning into it just being a workplace comedy. Yeah, it, like a comic book series. Exactly. Right down to literally having A and B plots. I thought that was mm -hmm. the strongest thing about this week, where I'm like, yes. oh my god, they have a hard-working B plot that Jen's not involved in. Yeah, and then and then it connects up with the A plot. To which, because Jen is able to break the fourth wall, says, huh, but you didn't see that coming, these two <laughs> stories linking up. <laughs> but uh, the B story involved uh, famous rapper uh, Megan Thee Stallion, 
uh, getting involved because a white elf from Asgard was uh, impersonating her to try and get a lot of money out of a guy. And at the end of the episode, in a post-credit scene, uh, She-Hulk and Megan the Stallion do a twerk dance number to one of Megan the Stallion's songs. I believe uh, Bodies was Bodies. what it was called. Yeah, yeah, and of course, uh, fragile white men on the internet mm-hmm. just uh, exploded because how dare they? Yes. How, how dare a woman embrace and enjoy her own sexuality independently of me? This makes me very angry. Yeah, she's not doing it because of me, so yes. I must get angry. Yes, and of course these are the same crybaby sad boys who for years we heard in the comic spaces being like, oh, Savage Grey She-Hulk isn't sexy anymore. This is also mm-hmm. not directed at me. I'm also upset. Basically, I'm just mad when women do anything. Yep, yep. Is, is the main takeaway from it to which again th- thank you for at least the people for whom common sense you know did prevail and they're like but guys she hulk be throwing it back though <laughs> them green cheeks going but clap 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 my favorite my, fa- no my favorite thing is that they did that but they had to have her dress in like a, a loose fitting pantsuit so it like yeah. pass ratings <laughs> yes exactly that's Where it's fucking like, hilarious how did they get around it? This is how they get around it, which, you know what, hey, uh, Miss Gao working on the show, hats off to you for figuring that one out. Also, too, just how cool is it to get, like, a celebrity cameo in a Marvel thing? Like, not since, like, the first two Iron Man movies did they really do that. I, I like it, and I like that it was actually woven into the plot. This isn't fucking yes. Ed, Ed Sheeran in Game of Thrones just, yeah. like, sitting there singing, you know? It's part of the actual plot. It's not just, hey, this person is now on the set, you know? Yes, it was, it was the real Megan Thee Stallion playing herself. And again, super fun and also something that would totally happen in a Burn era She-Hulk yeah. drama, too. People, people forget, Marvel stories loved crossing over with pop culture icons and celebrity shit. Spider-Man met the goddamn cast of Saturday Night Live at the height of that. Yeah, there's a Punisher comic where he teams up with Eminem. Yes, exactly. Marvel <laughs> used to do this shit all the time. They would love chasing celebrities. And it's, it's as well as it's, it's these people telling on themselves that they don't read oh, these yeah. comics. They're just getting outraged yeah. for the sake of, you know, being a fucking bigot. Yeah, people being like, they they destroyed the sanctity of Marvel with this fun and funny post-credit. I'm like, dude, it was never as sacred. In fact, being so unsacred is probably one of the greatest tools in the MCU's arsenal. <clears throat> My favorite was the people who were trying to say, oh, remember when the MCU was like Iron Man blowing shit up? And I'm like, yes, and it still is. But then it's also yeah. all this other stuff. And then they, there's obviously the people who remind them that, oh, we had scenes of Tony Stark literally urinating in his own Iron Man suit. Yes. and star lord dancing and you know all this all this other stuff and oh but that's okay but the minute a woman tries it does it yeah oh oh absolutely again telling on themselves so super hard. we don't read the comics we don't like women we don't like women to enjoy themselves we're mad at any work of fiction that is clearly not being directed to us and us alone because we don't like to share our toys because we are man children who never mm-hmm. grew up yeah it's so transparent, it's so easy, and what I love is in that very same episode, they made fun of internet sad boys and the sort of people who would be upset yeah. at She-Hulk, but the twerking thing just broke their minds so completely they couldn't even concentrate on the other thing. And, oh, oh, that was so good. And I, I could tell when I like saw that, I'm like, oh, this is, this is going to make them so angry, and it's going to be exactly what mm-hmm. the writers intended. Oh, yeah. 
it's funny, you know, between stuff like this and between, like, the entire last season of The Boys, I half expect one of those guys to be like, it's like they don't want us to watch anything anymore. Yes, yes, we don't want you to watch anything anymore because we want to be able to enjoy ourselves in a nice, happy community. Get the fuck out, you problem children. Yeah, that's the thing. If you don't like it, you don't have to watch it. Yes, I, I hate this. This is ruining the MCU, and now I'm going to watch the next thing. Like, I, I hate reality TV, but I and I don't sit here and watch it every week, you know. Yeah, absolutely. It's very easy to disconnect with stuff. Yeah. But yes, so a fun, funny scene that made the worst <clears throat> people lose their minds. Yeah, yeah, it was great. It was. It was wonderful. It was great. I, Yet another reason to love She-Hole. What 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 what's going to happen this week that's going to make them lose their minds? I don't know, man. Apparently, uh, episode four, from what I understand from all the people who actually got to see the early screenings and got to see all four first episodes, apparently the next episode's actually pretty story-heavy. Yeah, I imagine it'll probably be Daredevil. Yeah, probably, yeah. Because that's, that's got to be happening very soon, because the show's only six episodes? Is yes, it six? it's actually quite short. It's quite short, yeah. 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 Which is a shame, because this is the <clears throat> only one where I'm like, oh man, it's over already? Yeah, well I imagine we'll be coming back for another season. Or uh, we'll sure see She-Hulk she elsewhere, yeah. And you know, it's not even like I want the episodes to be longer, because the episodes are actually the perfect length as they are. Yeah, the perfect length for like a sitcom, a workplace sitcom. because yes, that's what they are. I don't actually want it to be any longer than 22 minutes, because if it goes longer than 22 minutes, then it totally, like you said, breaks that like sitcom illusion that they're trying to make her. I just wish we could have two episodes a week instead of just one. <laughs> that's my thing. Uh, Cowboy helping us out again. Uh, Tatiana uh, Mussolini was good in HBO's Perry Mason show. See, yes. I never watched that, actually. I watched was it. It was really good. My grandma was a huge fan of original Perry Mason and watched it every single day. And I think I, I think in my own way I was a little sad because she's not with us anymore. I'm like, oh, man, she probably would have loved to watch the Perry Mason, you know, reboot. Yeah, no, it, it was good. It was a good mystery. Yeah. Uh, Cowboy 2 also helping us out. I missed his first one. Uh, can Marvel market their anti-heroes in a way that DC marks the Suicide Squad? I'm asking because your latest Thunderbolts uh, video there, Joel. I mean, yeah, I mean, Marvel has like a lot of anti-heroic characters, but I don't think they really feel under the gun to need to market them because they've done so well with all ages, you know, kids and family appeal. I mean, we're going to get another Daredevil show. We're going to get another Punisher show, no doubt about it. Yeah, and a Thunderbolts film. We got Thunderbolts coming down the pipeline there, which, in fact, they're seeking to imply that uh, Florence Pugh's new Black Widow may actually be mm -hmm. the central character in that. Which makes sense. It does, because she's a super popular up-and-coming actress, and probably everyone can agree that, oh, yeah, she's been really great in all the stuff she's been in. Not only that, but, like, like her character is probably the one with, like, the most, like, experience. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't put fucking John Walker in charge. <laughs> No, as funny as that might be. Oh, yeah, that would be pretty funny. You know, war crimes every week, you know? Yeah. America, we're going to do it for America! <laughs> now I'm going to sing the Star Spangled Banner while we bomb this nation. <laughs> uh, yeah. Man, I, I wonder if we'll actually see John Walker get a little bit more Homelander in the Thunderbolts, where it's like, oh, people like this, huh? People people are cool with this? They gel with this? I just kind of I just kind of want him to be like how he is in the comics, which is just like, he means well, but like, he's just been so fucking like desensitized so by like InfoWars bullshit that yeah. like, he makes just shitty choices. 
Yeah, there's a very complex character in John Walker when they choose to write it. You can just write him like a throwaway joke, which they kind of like did in Thunderbolts number one this week. Yeah. But but there's definitely layers to him if you want to peel back. But then I can see some writers being like, why am I peeling back on this guy? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, Christopher Priest did it in his series. He and did. It was, it was really good. It was really good. Priest is very good about that sort of thing. He did it with Deathstroke. He did it with him. <clears throat> I think he's doing it with Black Adam right now, mm-hmm. where it's like, let's actually peel the layers. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's the She-Hulk controversy. Boy, was it stupid, but boy, was it funny. It was really funny. I'm, I'm looking forward to what it's going to be this week. Yeah, exactly. How are we going to get people yeah, to tell them? She-Hulk was driving or something. A car. She read a book. Yeah, yeah. Women can't she, read. What yeah, are you talking she, she, about? She went outside without a male escort. Yeah, we could see her ankles or something, you know. Scandalous. Yeah. So scandalous. Yeah, we could see her neckline or something, yeah. My God. Now, uh... Now, keeping with television that the Internet Sad Boy Squad was all pissy about, uh, Rings of Power, the new Lord of the Rings show from Amazon, which I will fully admit, mm-hmm. I was not intending to watch. I was totally one of those people who was mm-hmm. like, man, they can't make a compelling show just out of the liner notes of Tolkien's work. But uh, you gave it a great review. Kurt gave it a great review. I watched the two episodes, and I'm like, man, this is some good-ass TV right here. Yeah, I was really excited for this, and uh, it didn't disappoint it did you know what it gets what it gets really well where it's like hey lord of the rings isn't just one thing mm-hmm. lord of the rings is many things like yep. i was worried with rings of power they're like oh they're gonna make it like game of thrones it's all gonna be epic war and yeah, elven yeah. politics and all you know backstabbing and forbidden love and don't get me wrong all that stuff is in the show but also they're sure to be like yo hobbits are fun right yeah they go and like pick berries and yeah. and shit and isn't this just like wholesome and nice and super fun and, yeah. and whimsical is the word mm-hmm. I would use. Boy, this is whimsical. And the whimsical stuff works so well when juxtaposed with the other stuff where it's like, I think I like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I, th- I think this gets it. This show totally gets it. Yeah, no, Lord of the Rings, like, I like the lore of Lord of the Rings is just what really interests me and probably interests like 99% of the people. Yeah. And, like, the stuff in the Cimmerillion and these appendices, which is what this is based on. This isn't based on the Cimmerillion. It's based on the appendices. Um, And, yeah, all the lore and stuff it goes into is just really cool. And it's coming through in this series in, like, little drips and drabs. Especially in that first episode where you get to see, like, the battle with Morgoth and and Sauron and all that sort of stuff. And how how the elves came over to Middle Earth and everything. Yes, because they're not from there originally. Yeah, we get to see them fight in what is essentially <clears throat> Elf World War One. Yeah, pretty much. Which makes sense because yeah, Tolkien wrote this around World War One. Yeah, because his was experiences say, in World War One. Absolutely. I'm like, well, if we're going to be using the allegories for all of this, then yeah, Elf World War One shattered our innocence and destroyed, you know, the world for years to come. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it gave birth to Sauron, Hitler we would also need to fight in the next big war coming soon yep and we get calabrimbor which is funny i love they do that big like cameo thing like oh yes and the elvin smith calabrimbor only you super nerds or people who played the video game will know who this is <laughs> yeah yeah that, that was cool the, the video games are absolutely not fucking canon but yeah. I, I i like the idea that it's like hey the, I, there's a part in like law where this guy could you know, maybe become a vengeful spirit attached to a fucking yeah. ranger. <laughs> yeah, and we'll get two games worth of material out of it. Yeah. 
I, I really like what they did with uh, Galadriel in this too, which I didn't think I would. They kind of they kind of make her fucking badass, where yeah. she's basically like an '80s cop movie archetype, where it's like, ah, I'm so close to breaking this Sauron case and avenging my dead brother, but ooh, that damn elf chief is forcing me into an early retirement, but I'm <laughs> I'm not gonna do it because I got too much stabbing left to do it. I'm gonna swim back to Middle Earth. Yeah, this is kind of like what she's like in the in the uh appendices like she's very um she's basically like the best way to describe her is like an amazon warrior yeah more or less much. yeah before she became the lady galadriel we see in lord of the rings uh tevia saying sauron's design doesn't work for him uh it's the same design <laughs> yeah it's the same as the movies he's a man in pointy it's armor literally like how it looks like in uh the the books and stuff like the the drawings in the books and stuff yeah, it looks the same. Kali <laughs> uh, Frederick, did Luke and Jess take in the Lost Powered Permacut? I think so. I know they didn't mention it in Thunderbolts, but I'm pretty sure they did. Oh, yeah, I remember that, yeah. Hopefully they get back to that story. I mean, Jim Zub is a super junkie for continuity, so I'm sure <clears> he will. He referenced, like, several things that even oh. I didn't know about in Thunderbolts from this week. Yeah. Uh, KT also helping us out, so that's why Lord of the Rings was back in theaters this week. Yeah, I guess so. It's funny, I, I did not like get involved with any of the lead up to Rings of Power, but I'm glad I got into it. <laughs> and again, too, you know, the same, you know, racist man baby squad being like, oh, there shouldn't be black elves and shouldn't be black dwarfs and hobbits. Well, hey, you know what? We have three of them in these two episodes, and they're great new characters. They are. They're really fantastic. I, I love the dwarfs in this. Like, Celebrimbrore and, and, and Durin's, like, relationship and mm -hmm. all the stuff we, we got in episode two is just, just fantastic. It's, it's very, very fun. It's good stuff. I really dug it. Uh, also, too, because, you know, they kind of, like, uh, end up zeroing in on a thing that I don't think, like, the mo the other movies ever really got a chance to do, and that is, like, people feel elves are cold and, you know, uh, mm -hmm. stuck up and pretentious and everything. And, yes, that is a part of them, but it's also, like, dude, we perceive time differently than you. Yeah. 20 years for you is, like, 10 minutes for me. Yeah, it's nothing. So, you can, yeah, you can kind of understand where they're coming from and yeah. yeah i like like that's obviously something they couldn't do in the movies but i like in a tv show we can explore that and explore how it's like a blessing and a curse for them yeah it's it's kind of funny and kind of cool i'm all about that actually mm. where it's like yeah time time moves differently for us you know your your entire lifespan of your entire species is like a long nap for us yeah yeah which is cool shit and i hope it's something we explore more uh, as we move on in the show proper. And they, they, like, promise some cool stuff, too, where it's like, oh, you know, people are getting kidnapped by goblins and, oh, you know, uh, dwarf politics that, you know, we know is going to be a big thing later in uh, The Hobbit and everything. Let, let me ask you this. What do you think... Who, who do you think uh, is the guy who fell from the sky, like, in the meteor? Oh, I was certain it was Gandalf. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I want to say it's Gandalf, but also I want to say it might be someone evil just because they mention that uh the fire is um the fire around them was like cold to touch which is what uh happens when fire is uh around evil right interesting that could be something i could because like again and correct me if i'm wrong on this one because there is there's like five wizards that we know of gandalf sauron radagast and then the two blue guys who fuck off and we never see again mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah there's the yeah two blue wizards radagast 
Sauron, Gandalf. I'm going to say those other ones. Again, so do you think maybe they might really be screwing with us, being like, oh, you thought it was Gandalf, but actually it was one of the two blue wizards? That's what I think they're doing. You think? You think they're going to try and pull a fast one on us? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be revealed. Like, like you're going to make you're going to think that it's Gandalf but then mm. it's going to be like oh it's actually Saruman or 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 it could be like um like Morgoth again or something I maybe yeah. I'm, I'm, I have no idea where they're going to go they're going to stretch that out that's going to be like the finale we're going to find yeah. out in the finale who it is because they make a solid point of like draping the guy in gray mm-hmm. and I'm like well mm-hmm. if they're draping him and, in gray then <clears throat> it's got to be Gandalf and right? he does a symbol he carves a symbol into like the, the mm. that rock that's the same symbol that uh, Gandalf puts on uh, Bilbo's door in yes. okay. The Hobbit, I think. Like, it would also line up because it's like, hey, of course, you know, uh, Gandalf has such a love and appreciation for Hobbit kind because they were literally the first people he met, uh, met when he fell to Earth. Which is another thing, too, friggin', uh, what is it? Wizards in the world of Lord of the Rings are basically aliens. They're, yeah, they're, they're gods. They're literally elder gods. Yeah, they are they are star people because again, that's the sort of mythology that Tolkien was taken from when he was doing all this stuff. Yeah, yeah, which is cool, and I feel for a lot of people that's going to be like the first time they've ever heard that. They're like, "What do you mean wizards actually come from space?" They do. I wonder if we'll have Tom Bombadil just like wander in and just like find the ring and put it on, and it not like change him, and then <laughs> he all. just like leaves and doesn't elaborate anything i i mean look if you want this to be a multi-season long thing and i'm pretty sure they want this to be a multi-season long thing why would you not want to do uh tom bombadil it's something that everyone is always saying hey why didn't we get it in the movies yeah yeah i i'd imagine he, he'll probably be yeah, in it somewhere and as well as the, they, they they've got a really uh good thing going because they're set in the second age which is like a long fucking period of time so like you could do everything without stepping on like the stuff the lord of the rings does and the stuff the cimmerillion does it's also funny too because it's like hey uh, the, the show is called rings of power we're two episodes in hey that they haven't made the rings of power yet <laughs> yeah i imagine we're gonna see that like we're gonna see them realize that hey we're gonna need rings to help us fight this war or something and yeah I imagine they're going to be building towards that. Because, again, it's like, hey, we haven't even made... Uh, we need to... It's the story of how we make the forge to make the rings to do the thing. <laughs> Little did you know, Middle-earth had, like, a lot of care, uh, you know, clerical and a lot of, like, construction disputes. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot, of, a lot of dwarves wanting to get paid. It was fun to get to see dwarf women, too, for the first time. It was, and some of them had beards as well. Some of them did, which I like that. Hey, it's like a rat queen's thing. Some of them choose to and some of them don't. Yeah, yeah, people were getting so uptight about that. And again, I'm like, come on, guys, look, I- I'm a nerd. I get it. I-, I care deeply about a lot of things, too. But if I cared so much about this, to be like, it ruined the show. I remember, like, a long, like, a while ago, I got into an argument with someone about that. I'm like, tell me how does, like, a woman on screen not having a beard, like, how does that affect the story? Like, yeah. It doesn't. It really doesn't. They can have it. They can have it. It doesn't affect it's a, anything. It's a creative choice. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's the thing. Yeah. But yeah, so that's Rings of Power. Pretty cool, I would say. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, pretty cool. Uh, I'm definitely invested. I'm more invested in this than I was in those two new Games of Thrones episodes, which I did not watch. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, like, I've watched them, and it's it's very strange. Yeah, so I hear, yet again, another series that is ironically made out of essentially what is liner notes. Yeah. And, like, I get it for some people, like, that's really cool, because, you know, they always talk about, like, ooh, the war of the Black Dragons and everything, and, you know, now you're getting in a show. Mm -hmm. And I think, like, what is it, they already announced season two after, like, only two episodes? Yes. See, they've announced season two, and, um, but the, the, the showrunner for season one has left. <laughs> I heard that, and I'm like, that's probably not a great idea. Yeah, well, I, he's the guy, he, he did a lot of the, uh, the original Game of Thrones series, so I imagine he went from that to this, so I can oh. imagine he wants, like, a little bit of a break. <laughs> yeah, quite possibly. Yeah. I mean, you can't blame him on that, but also, too, it's like, ooh, so you're going to be changing this midstream already, huh? You're already like, how do we mess with success? I mm. know how we'll mess with success. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if this is something... Oh, no, it's HBO, so it's kind of separate from WB. So, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say that, too. I'm like, oh, please don't tell me this is also a Warner Brothers Discovery thing, but you're mm. right. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll probably check it out, but I'm probably going to wait until, like, season one is done before I get too invested in it. Yeah. And you know what? I will happily say, too, that, you know, uh, as, like, a nerd culture tastemaker, we were wrong. I said for the longest time, who's going to give a shit about Game of Thrones? One bad finale completely deleted it from, like, the pop culture subconscious, and yet it ended up being one of their biggest hits, so shit. Yeah, and it, it, it's a pretty good show, but it is... I just find it really strange, because it's like, yeah, why is this existing it feels like a lot of like okay so we got to like make characters on the fly because you know a lot of these people were historical figures within the book and then we also kind of gotta also make it similar to the show that people liked before yeah but like the earlier seasons where people actually liked it not the later seasons yes where everyone was pissed at it at least it seems like they have an end point you know at least it seems like yeah, they got an end that's true yeah they, they know where that story will go <laughs> Yeah, at least they have a beginning, middle, and end, and they can kind of fill in the blanks, which is cool, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I guess <clears> we want to talk about what we read this week. We didn't read a lot. No, we didn't, mainly because there wasn't a lot. Yeah, we, uh, we alluded to Thunderbolts before. Do we want to hop into Thunderbolts? Then people seemed interested. Sure. All right. So, yeah, Thunderbolts. It's the big new book from Jim Zub. Uh, hilariously enough, and I, I couldn't even remember this at first because it's actually his second crack writing Thunderbolts because he wrote it mm -hmm. back during the Kobik days. Yes. Which is very fun. So you know that this is a big story of redemption, not just in the book, but also outside the book too. Yes. To get to come back and get to do it again. It's also a mini. I thought it was an ongoing, but it's actually just a mini. Oh, really? How many? Yes, how, many how many? Like five, six. Oh, okay which is shocking to me because I'm like, but hey, you know what? They've been doing the thing where they've been going back and adding more issues, so maybe they will. Yeah, yeah, true. But yeah, this uh, story spins out of the pages of Devil's Reign. Uh, if you remember, Luke Cage had become mayor of New York, mm -hmm. but unfortunately he couldn't undo Fisk's law outlawing superheroes in New York. So the only way to get around it is by deputizing a bunch of uh, new heroes as Thunderbolts. Okay, yep. Yeah which is how they end up doing it, uh, which is uh, super cool, actually, and a clever idea, because it's like, oh, you know, the original Thunderbolts team was a bunch of villains pretending to be heroes, and now you have heroes who the only way they can do good in the city is to kind of skirt the law. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a pretty clever setup. Uh, Clint, of course, was not Luke's first uh, guy that he wanted to lead the team. He wanted Spectrum. Oh, okay. 
Oh yeah, did you not read uh, that uh, special like prologue they had in the back of the Final Devil's Reign? Oh, ages ago. That that's ages ago now. It kind of it kind of is. They took forever for this book to come out. But yeah, he wanted Spectrum to lead, and when she wouldn't do it, it's like, all right, we'll call Clint. He has nothing else going on. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What has he been up to? Uh, well, he had Freefall, which was his last miniseries, which apparently put him out with the Avengers so much to the point he wants to leave New York and he wanted to start another West Coast team. Oh, uh, okay. But, not, but like Simon Williams of Vision, Wanda, no one's taking his call. So he jumps at this opportunity to do Thunderbolts. Ah, uh, that's cool. <laughs> so what's fun about this book, too, is that it's also kind of like self-aware because Luke Cage has hired like a bunch of image consultants. Okay to try and like reclaim the Thunderbolts name because most people think of it as a villainous group. So Clint doesn't get to pick his team. This image consultant firm does it for him, <laughs> which is hilarious. And they're like, well, yeah, see, we got America Chavez because, uh, you know, uh, uh, audience testing says that, you know, she'll play really well in the Latino market. <laughs> uh, they got a new guy, Guts and Glory, who's like a cyborg, who's a lot like Cable. I yeah I think I saw this and like I think it was like Rob Liefeld was getting all fucking antsy. Yes, he's brand new. The the whole deal is that he's a mystery, and the firm is like, oh yes, you know, uh, mysteries uh, test well uh, with our group audiences. Mystery boxes, yeah. Yeah, mystery boxes. They test very well. Uh, their first mission is hilariously enough to go and arrest the old Thunderbolts team. Oh yeah, I guess because they're on the run, yeah. Yes, they escaped from jail, including also, uh, friggin' what is it, uh, John Walker, who was with them. Okay. And Clint loves, he's like, oh, I finally get to beat this guy up. I've hated him since, like, you know, the original friggin' West Coast Avengers team. We have a ton of bad blood. It's only after he beats him up does uh, Luke tell him, uh, it's like, uh, you know, he was actually working with the FBI, right, in the tie-ins. You weren't supposed to beat him up. Oh, too late. Too late. <laughs> too late. Beat the shit out of him. And, uh, you know, by the time the book is over, they have, like, several things going on where it's like, ooh, what could potentially bring apart this new team? Uh, Spectrum joins, but Luke is like, please don't tell Clint that he wasn't my first choice. Because <laughs> that'll break his heart and break the team apart. Also, America Chavez can't seem to use her portals anymore. Guts and Glory's robot parts are malfunctioning. Mm. And uh, Clint might also be possessed by something. Oh, Okay. So, like, three major things all happen in the first issue. Oh, no. <laughs> and, again, it's it's a short. It's a mini. So, you know, we got we to gotta work on that. Yeah. Jesus. But, yeah, it's fun stuff. I like it. Big fan of Zub. Uh, I actually got a press copy of this, but because my week was so freaking crazy, I didn't get to review it till late. Ah. And I ended up buying a physical copy anyway. Ah. Because I forgot. I'm like, oh, crap, they actually sent me one for once. <laughs> this never happens. Yeah. But, you know, I'm a super easy lay for the material, so it's great. <laughs> uh, now, uh, what else did you have, Matt? I think I know the big one you had this week. I did. I had Superman uh, Apocalypse War. Yes, the big Philip Kennedy Johnson finale for the Warworld saga. And I must say, I think they stuck the landing very well. They did. They did. They paid off a ton of stories. In fact, this issue... I can see why they needed an extra length issue because there are so many stories going on in this. Yeah, there's so many. You got all the stuff with Midnighter and Apollo trying to get reunited with one another. You have Natasha Irons and her blacksmith buddy trying to, you know, create a new sun on Westworld. Mm -hmm. Or, no, fucking uh, Westworld Warworld. Now, that's a completely different series when Superman goes to Westworld. <laughs> 
Oh, that's a Freudian fuck-up slip right there. Yeah, you know, <laughs> Westworld, ruled by Mongol, the man in black, the Mongol in black. <laughs> but yeah, so that's pretty cool when we got to see that happen and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, again, I, the, the big takeaway from this story, and I'm sure you'd agree, Matt, it's just, you know, Superman is just a good guy through yeah. and through. Yeah, and that that's like what wins the day in the end. It's, yeah. it's not his powers or anything, mainly because he doesn't have powers. Um, no, not the moment. Yeah, it's just him being being a good guy and and being pure of heart, which is why he gets the, the he got the fire of Olgren last issue, and why yes. he decides to give it up this issue to save uh, Osul. Yeah, to save a kid's life who you know died because he was inspired by Superman. I love the way they did that. Where it's like, oh wow, Superman has new godlike powers. What is he gonna do with this? Oh, he instantly gives them up to save an innocent life. Of course. Of course, and I like what he says. The way like he doesn't like Superman thinks he doesn't deserve it, and neither does Darkseid or Krillux. But this kid does because this kid stepped up and was brave in yeah. in a in a in a moment of like danger. Mm-hmm. And it causes, you know, Mongol to lose his fucking mind because yeah. he is, you know, this entire embodiment of the survival of the fittest ideology. And he's like, why would you give up God power yeah. when you had it? He can't, like, process that Superman would actually give up some sort of power to, to like, a little kid. Yeah, he just completely loses his mind. And I'm like, yep, that's that's what the story has been about from yeah. beginning to end. You know, yeah. what, what do we do with power, you know? Mm-hmm. Who deserves it? Who doesn't? Uh, and yeah, the the big revelation with Krill Yooks at the end there, or Krill Ux again. I everyone until I see it in a movie or a cartoon, how the hell do you pronounce it? <laughs> so it's revealed that he was also the hooded man. I thought it was Byla Ash, but apparently there were two hooded guys running around. Apparently, yeah. Apparently, so which I guess actually kind of makes it a good twist because it's like no, 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 we distracted you with the obvious Byla Ash twist. Yeah so that you didn't know that it was actually this guy. Though it makes a lot of sense, because he was all pissed off before that Superman had saved him from the giant war worm. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, you should have let me die. And it's like, ah, this is why, because he was actually looking for the fire of Olgrim himself to try and rescue yes. the Pelasians. Yeah, and he... We learned that, like, he deliberately, like, sold out his people in order to get Mongol to trust him, because he knew Mongol mm-hmm. would be one of the only people who was able to get... The f- to, to the fire of Olgren to get him to the yeah. fire of Olgren and then also bring Superman to Warworld because he knew Superman would also be able to get to the fire as well. Yep. So he's like kind of playing all these people against one another. And yeah. yeah, it ends with him obviously getting powers and then leaving to go and deal with like some other people who had a hand in his people's genocide, which makes him kind of an interesting like anti hero. Yeah, they kind of make him an anti-Superman, and they also imply that, hey, all the war zoons who were still loyal to Mongol and still loyal to violence, they're not going to drop their weapons just because War World is free now. They decided to go follow him. Yeah, and it's quite interesting because he's, like, one of the few... I'll just call him, like, a Superman villain just for simplistic sake. Um, But I like that Krill understands who superman is what he stands for he he understands how he can do what he does and everything uh through inspiration everything and yet still goes against him but in that regard like kind of respects him and that's something we haven't really seen in superman villain before no yeah you're right that is an excellent point isn't you know i i like superman i respect superman but at the same time you know i'm still gonna do my own thing yeah yeah like superman inspired him to believe in hope and but it's just his hope is the hope that he'll be able to kill these people that wronged wronged his people. (laughs) 
Also, thank you for the tip, Bland, man. Him saying DC editors this week really said Latino culture is when food is spicy. I missed that, actually. Did they did they fuck up? Did they do a bad thing oh. with that uh, uh, Comadidas uh, special issue? No, no. It was uh, because of the covers. The, oh, the, were the covers bad? The Hispanic uh, culture, culture covers, month yeah. covers. Holy shit. You didn't see any of this, did you? No, I didn't. I so, totally... I gotta go find this right so now. So they released, like, a Kyle Rayner cover, and it was fucking amazing. It had... <clears throat> I'm that not too I sh- saw. Yeah. And then they released the changed one, which took literally all of the culture out and just had him, like, standing on, like, an asteroid holding, like, a bag of tamales. Okay, yep, I'm seeing this now. Blue Beetle is swinging around with a bunch of tacos. Yeah, yeah yep. it's all it's all just like the, these characters with like tacos food. and tamales and stuff. Oh. Okay, yep, here's Hawkwoman there, and she's yep, she's yep. serving up what looks yep. to be rice and beans. Yeah, okay, yeah, it's all it's all for wow, yeah. wow, yeah. holy shit, that's bad. Yeah, they basically went yeah yeah. Uh, Hispanic culture is tacos and tamales and spicy foods. Yeah, it, it's it's just Mexican food that I, as a white person, have tried. Oh my god, there's nothing else from Hispanic culture yeah. you can think. Of. Like like if you put a sugar skull in there, if you put like some Dilo de Muerto stuff in there, I'd be like yeah, a little obvious, but you know, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Christ, if you put like again a sombrero or like you know a, a salsa guitar or something, you know, again it would be obvious, but it would also be wow. They're all. How did they miss that? How did they? How did well, everyone end up being food? Well, like the Carl Reiner one. Apparently, they he uh, the artist Jorge Molina. He couldn't do what he originally wanted because of copyright. But uh, so that. But then they like told him to change it to this, and uh, like he basically came on Twitter and said like, well, if you notice between both of them. My original has my signature on it. The new one doesn't. So, you know, take that for what you will. Oh, that's even sadder. They had a Hispanic artist and, you know, he yeah, couldn't do yeah. what he wanted to do. Oh, that's a heartbreaker. That's even worse because those, like, you know, special, like, cultural celebration issues from DC have genuinely been pretty good when they do mm-hmm. them. Yeah. That's a that's a real <coughs> bummer. Wow, that is rough. I'm glad someone brought that to my attention. Holy shit. Yeah, I, I have no idea what the fuck they were thinking with those. How do you be so tone deaf in 2022? Oh my god. Yeah, Jesus. Wow, wow. Thank you, Blamit, for bringing that up. I, I forget what we were even talking. Oh yeah, War World. Yeah, shit, that <laughs> seems... You know who didn't have a bunch of tacos? Superman at the end of this story. Yeah, no kissed his wife though so he's back on earth so that's pretty big. I, I like that part where with lois like writing a letter to her husband and, and saying yeah. like, hey when you come back i want to go to like our sunrise point because that's yep. the only place you and me know of and it's it's our place and the, the world can have the superman back on the second day and the first day i get him oh, i like that too it's very sweet i'm glad that they remember to sell that where it's like yeah you know they're a loving happy couple who haven't seen each other for a while yeah uh, Kali Frederick, did you guys read The Variants? Love number three, great so far. I did, Kali. In fact, I read it before we started, actually. I'm, I, I haven't started, even started the series, but I am going to. I am going it's, to. Uh, oh, man, then I'm not going to spoil it for you because they do such a clever twist in this. Is this the issue with She-Hulk? Or was that last uh, issue? Yeah. Uh, well, She-Hulk was more involved in the last issue, but she's in this one, too. She's just kind of yeah. hanging out. Yeah. But yeah, yeah they uh, they bring together all the Jesses, they get a chance to talk, and they do a great bit where it's like, okay, what the hell are we going to call each other? Because we can't all be Jess. 
All right, I'm Jess Prime. You're <coughs> Cap Jess. You're Jewel Jess. <laughs> and uh, they actually explain what the other one's deal is, and it's like, oh, that's Jessica Jones if she, like, stayed a secret agent. Okay. Which that one I enjoyed, where it's like, oh, yeah, and, of course, that one's, like, super critical of, you know, Jess Prime because it's like, oh, she's not uh, living up to her true potential. Okay. Uh, someone else in the chat saying, hey, that racist Spider-Man director made a crappy YouTube yeah. apology. Yeah, yeah, I've completely paid no attention to that Spider-Man Lotus thing, and I feel better for it. Uh, they, they released, uh, like, apparently his VFX team just, like, up and quit. And they released, like, okay. a really fucking cool, like, this is what it was going to look like. And it was really fucking cool, but all I could see, all I, all I could see was, like, the joke saying is, like, Spider-Man on his way to the clan rally and all this bullshit. Oh. Oh. How did how did it even get so popular? Because like people make fan films all the time. How did this even like take off and end up getting popular? I, th- uh, you got me. You got I I, haven't, I the only thing I knew about it was once all this racist shit came out about it. Exactly, which is not how you want to be known. Yeah. Did did like one of the did like Mark Webb or one of the directors or something retweet about it? Is that why? No idea. I think it was just like one of those fan films that hey, this looks like it has some sort of quality to it, Maybe. and it did. But like, turns out like half the people involved are fucking racists. Oops. <laughs> That's why you got to read the fine print, everyone. Mm. But yeah, variance is great. Has a great twist. They have a lot of fun in this issue with the multiversal concept with <coughs> Jessica Jones being like, okay, so I'm pretty sure there was three inc- or four incursions. There's three of you here. Where's the fourth Jess and why are they such a mystery? Mm-hmm. Is it going to be explain- a villain? No, actually they go a completely different other direction with it. And it's Luke Cage who figures it out too. Luke Cage being like, I can be smart. <laughs> I'm hey, smart. I, I'm I didn't just become mayor. I, I'm actually kind of smart, you know? Yeah. I, you know, I don't think he's actually mayor in the book, and that's a shame. Oh, really? So this is set before then? I'm assuming. I, I think this is meant to be an evergreen book on okay. Gail Simone's part where you can just read it wherever, whenever. They do okay. very little continuity shout-outs except for, like, stuff that already existed. Okay. Yeah, so that's the thing. Uh, but, yeah, Variance is very good. It was the last one I actually read this week. Nice. I, I read a couple, couple of others. Um first one i read uh was avengers issue 59 oh yes i saw your thumbnail for this i saw cowboy thor and i'm like that's yeah cool. yeah he's not actually in the book it was just like for the Aww. cover but it is about cowboys oh well that's good uh yeah so this is the continuation of mephisto traveling through the timeline to try and kill heroes from different eras mm. uh and this time he targets reno phoenix and the star brand kid in 1868 oh, uh, oh, that's fun. They're two gunfighter heroes who are trying to like save a bunch of people from uh, some Shi'a who are, who are trying to steal them off world and everything. Uh, and they end up running into a guy who made a deal with the devil who's uh, and his whole gang, his red red bandana wearing gang have all mm-hmm. got like devil guns now. And they, and they have to fight them and they, they all fight them and the Avengers from present day, so like Iron Man, Thor, Starbrand, Valkyrie, echo uh they all turn up to back up um reno and the star brand kid and yeah it's just like a big fucking gunfight and that's like the entire issue that that does my heart good too because it's like we don't get very many uh wild west comics anymore no no we don't it's kind of a lost genre there and also something that i'm sure jason aaron would be very very good at yeah yeah it was it was a lot of fun there wasn't you know all that much story on it but like fucking cowboys shooting at each other with like fucking weapons that shoot phoenix bullets and 
you really also, don't need cool much shit. more than that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anything else of note? Because again, like I said, very lightweight. <clears throat> uh, I caught up on Avengers Forever as well, which is like the supplemental uh, book yes. to this, which is right. honestly the Avengers book people should be reading instead of the mm. actual Avengers book because it's just uh-huh. that much more interesting. Uh, I had an issue where T'Challa became Superman, like <laughs> literally became Superman. His parents like awesome. sent him off in a rocket from Earth as it was destroyed. <laughs> And he gets reborn in a sun and gets superpowers. Um, I like it. There was an issue about a bunch of Steve Rogers undergoing like a like saw like trap room, which oh. they're all Steve Rogers who never picked up the shield, uh, right. and it's just basically them learning to like overcome their fear and face the the courage all Steve Rogers have in them to become Captain America's, and you learn that it's like a boot camp that. Uh, Deathlock and Robbie Reyes is putting them through to get them ready for Mephisto's big war that's coming. Uh, And the last issue is Thor training in Kung Fu to get the Iron Fist. (laughs) Yeah. I like it. But, but, and the twist is the, the, the Iron Fist doesn't actually exist on this world. And, um, Lai Kung, the Thunderer who is teaching him, uh, basically just teaches Thor that like, he doesn't need his hammer because his hammer is, he's unworthy on this, on this planet. And the hammer right. follows him around, just like haunting him with like how unworthy he is, just like being fucking petty. Oh, and so Thor ends up training, and he uses the hammer as like a punching bag, and he becomes uh, what Lai Kung calls the god of fists, and his fists become <laughs> stronger than Uru. And um, yeah, he's he's rest. literally a Thor who doesn't have a weapon or anything except two big fucking fists that he just hits things really fucking hard with. <laughs> Sounds like a good mix, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I'm about it. Yeah, it's a fucking amazing book. I, I fucking love it. <laughs> yeah, I might have to check that out. I haven't actually read, like, the mainline Avengers book in a long time because it just, you know, it just stops speaking to me. Aaron's building towards, like, I want to know... They haven't announced what he's building towards. It's obviously going to be a huge multiversal war against Mephisto with all these different Avengers. They haven't announced what that event will be yet, so I don't really? know whether it's, like still like a year off or or something but right. yeah they've, they've been building to it for a while now huh like uh, since Kali Fre- since true heroes reborn yeah i guess it, which was the last one i read yeah uh Kali frederick helping us out did you guys already do d23 announcement predictions we did not but we should because this is going to be a short episode so thank you Kali. you just bought more showtime and next week i believe an hour before the show is when D23 actually happens, so we'll be at, we'll be like there waiting. Yeah, uh, I was going to say, should we yeah. do like a live watch-along if that's going to be the case, or should we wait till the next day to do it? Because there's no point in doing the show while it's going on. Well, no, well, I think it'll be after. Like, I think, like, it'll be finished by the time we do our show. Because oh, okay. it's a little later, later on, uh, a little earlier on in the evening, I think. Like, early right. afternoon sort of thing. Well, that's good. Okay, so here's some hot predictions. Mandalorian Season 3. Yeah, well, we, yeah, I mean, we got that at, um... Celebration? Yeah. yeah like, well, I'm sure me... we'll get, like, a trailer or something. I was gonna say, we'll probably get to see the trailer that you only got to see if you went yeah. there. I've already seen that trailer, and it was fucking awesome. So I hope in... you get to actually see it in HD. Big, big agree there. So yeah, we're probably gonna get that. Uh, I can only assume, you know, season three, it's going to be Mando going back to Mandalore. It is. We, we actually get awesome. get to see Mandalore in the trailer. Bunch That's of Mandalorians. Cool. Yeah. 
I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, Ahsoka, maybe we'll get to learn a little bit more about the Ahsoka show, because I'm assuming that comes next. I hope we see the trailer that was at Celebration. Oh, I we see... had an Ahsoka trailer too. Holy yeah, show. we saw it. We... Hera was in it. Sabine was in it. That mural mm. that was at the end of Rebels was in it. Oh, yes. Okay, yes. I think I saw some screenshots from that, even though I wasn't supposed to. <laughs> yeah, it looked fucking awesome. Uh, we're probably going to hear more about Acolytes, either the book, mm -hmm. or is that going to be a show, too? That's a TV show, yeah. That is a TV See, it's hard to keep track now. We're getting so much Star Wars now, it's hard to keep track. <laughs> yeah, that I imagine... Uh, what else is filming at the moment? Um, Feels like they have so much in production. I think Skeleton Crew is filming at the moment. That's like the show right. Jude Law is going to be in. Yes, that's right. I remember you telling me this and I being quite disappointed that it was not about a ship filled with skeletons. <laughs> I never know. It never could know. be. They, they could go to a whole planet of skeletons. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you know, we got Bad Batch season three or season two, which I think also had a little trailer snippet, but we'll probably have more now because there's more animation. Yeah. When the fuck is that coming out? Feels like it has to be soon, right? Feels like it, it has to be. Again. Like, I, you know they, I wonder if they're going to be because um, they they. They, they pushed Andor's uh, release to later on this month just so yeah, She-Hulk yeah. has time to sort of finish up. So Which I wonder good. if they'll release Andor and Bad Batch like simultaneously. Because it's they two, I mean, it's that. in the same universe, so. It is, you know, they could do that. They could also do that trick they pull sometimes where it's like, and thank you so much for coming to D23. And now if you want to watch Bad Batch season two, it's out right now. Yeah, I could see it. Well, I don't, I don't know whether they'll do that, but yeah. Maybe not, but you know they could. They could. Yeah, hopefully, they do. Uh, also, you know the rumor that always goes with every D twenty three is always about like, hey, do you think they're finally going to announce another Star Wars film project? Because it feels like it's been a long time since they've announced a film project, but we know they're probably working on things. They are the the Taika Waititi movie. He's like writing that, I think, at the moment. So maybe right. we'll get something about that. There's the Kevin Feige produced one, which we've heard yeah, literally yeah. nothing about don't know whether rogue squadron's going ahead or not because that was announced yeah. and it was uh patty jenkins right directing it and then it got like didn't get cancelled but it got like removed from the slate so interesting don't know what that means yeah yeah star wars is an interesting place where it's like we could make movies but people really <clears throat> seem to be liking the tv shows we're doing too and they're basically like big long movies so like what's the difference i do want to see some more tv some more movies like i Same. Just, i just don't know what like what you do whether you do like a sequel to the sequel trilogy like something set after that yeah. or you know the high republic or or something yeah yeah i mean i think that was our guess for the longest time where it's like <clears> okay <throat> they're gonna do high republic next that's gonna be the next world they conquer for i'd movies. like to see some of those some of those novels in in uh in movie form i think that'd be pretty cool that could be cool. I mean, you know, as I keep saying, I'm like, look, if the Star Wars universe really is as big and all-encompassing as you say it is, just give us a side story about anything. Just introduce us to new characters we've never yeah. heard or seen before. Yeah, I would like a, a movie or show that's entirely about, like, aliens. Like, no, yeah, no, like, human characters. Just, like, all the main characters are, like, fucking Twi'leks or, like, Quarrens yes, or something. Ethorians, yeah. you know? Yeah, hell, throw a dart at any board and be like, okay, we're going to tell a story about uh, this Jedi who survived the Purge. Yeah, and as well, like, I'd like um, to branch out into, like, genres, so, like, a horror movie. Yes. Oh, a, God, yes. A horror Star Wars film, or, like, a, um, uh, like a history piece or something. Yeah. yeah. 
Absolutely. There's so much they can do with Star Wars, and they probably will just on streaming. But it's like, come on, you yeah. can make a movie about anything. Yeah, and to be fair, all the stuff on their streaming has been fucking amazing. Yeah, I've enjoyed everything. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I wonder if we'll get uh, any more of uh, Star Wars Visions Season 2. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Visions. I forgot about that. Oh, I fucking love the Visions. Visions was cool. That was so good. I was all about it. Uh, Captain Kuhn helping us out too there with 10 bucks. Uh, Marvel Predictions trailer, Wakanda Forever trailer, details for Werewolf by Night, trailer for The Guardian special, details on What If Season 2 episodes, something for Secret Invasion, Amen. Yeah, that all sounds pretty good, honestly. Werewolf by Night's probably going to be a, a lock just because that comes out in October. Yeah, because it's Halloween. Yeah, it's going to be coming out soon. Yeah, so I, we haven't seen fucking anything about that. No, I love they're doing specials, though. Yeah, I think that's cool. Super excited for What If Season 2. Yeah, maybe some more stuff about the zombies, because that's a whole other show on it to its own now. It is, yeah, that's true. I'd love a Spider-Man Homecoming trailer, but I don't think that's ready yet. Nah. As much as I would love that, because I'm really pulling for that show, because I'm a big uh, Jeff Trammell fan. <laughs> But yeah, so I mean, yeah, definitely lots of stuff. You know, we're going to be here. We're going to be covering all of it, no doubt. Yes, absolutely. So everyone get ready for that uh, next week. going to be a big week. No, uh, No time off. No time off, no. No rest for the wicked. No rest for the nerdy in this situation. <laughs> so yeah, I guess I'll just about do it for us then, everyone. Because again, this was always going to be a short show. Not much was happening. No, no. Uh, Kali Frederick once again helping us out. Hope we see news from Star Wars Acolyte soon. We will know next week. Yeah, hoping we do, though. We'll know all about it. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. So, yeah, as always, everyone, thank you so much for watching and listening. Thank you so much, everyone, for the donations. They're always highly appreciated. They help keep the lights on. They help keep this enterprise chugging along. If you're a patron, mm -hmm. you can get this episode for as much as, you know, just a single dollar a month. You can get video and audio forms of the show. We try and get that up to you as quick as possible. Thank you, everyone, who watched Retro Hero Video last week. I'm so glad you have all embraced that show and, uh, you know, that the comments and the fan response has been so solid. Yeah, I'm glad people really like that. I hope they like the next episode where we watch fucking Pennyworth. <laughs> yes, we're going to watch fucking Pennyworth, the goddamn <laughs> Alfred show. <laughs> going to be putting that off as hard as humanly possible, but we'll eventually have to do it. <laughs> what can we say about the Pennyworth show? I mean, they made three seasons, so... That's what's really intrigued me. How how's this show gotten three seasons? Is it a you know some sort of money laundering scheme? I would assume so. You know, we're gonna have to do, man. We're gonna have to do something we haven't done before. We're gonna have to actually delve into the deep, dark, seedy world of like you know online people like Amazon reviews for Pennyworth. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that'd actually be kind of like a good segment. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're going to have to do that for the next one. We're going to have to see what Joe and Jane Popcorn think about it. Yeah, who are these people that like this show? <laughs> I, again, we really are going to be anthropologists. Who are these people? Where do they come from? What do they want? <laughs> do they vote? <laughs> I think they might. <laughs> so yeah until then everyone thank you so much for coming and checking out sorry that it might have ended up being a shorter episode this week but don't worry because next week's gonna be d23 so it's gonna be massive gonna be a big one yeah you're gonna you're gonna get more than enough show next week so until then everyone thank you so much for watching bye-bye see ya bye-bye <laughs>